0: And welcome to this month's podcast from Halipuli Ayurveda and Yoga. We just completed a yoga teacher training, and the discussion of the purpose of life came up many times. This has been a human question for thousands of years. Why is it that we're alive having these experiences? Why is it that some parts of life feel positive and open, and other parts feel painful and limiting? If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably spent some part of your life wondering what this life is all about. And the answer may be as simple as it is profound. The purpose of life is to have a human experience. And we have many ways of choosing how to do that. Think of things that you did earlier in your life and the changes that you've made. What was it like five years ago or 10 years ago? We're continually transforming, whether it's happening slowly or quickly. Yoga and Ayurveda refer to the purushartas as a way to better understand that statement. A is a Sanskrit word that translates loosely as the goal of our human pursuits. And understanding these Purushartas is really a key point for starting the healing process for ourselves. Awareness of them can help you recognize that you have underlying goals that guide you. And becoming aware of the Purushartas and what they mean, what they mean to you, it can help you make conscious choices so that you can go in the direction that you want to go. Where we direct our attention is where our energy goes. Keep that in mind. The four purushartas, which I'll talk about in a moment, they give us a framework uh, that we can, so that we can direct our energy. Wandering aimlessly in life, it might seem like freedom at first, but it, it ends up feeling empty and not fulfilling. And only thinking you're allowing spontaneity to guide your life will probably lead to disappointment. You won't have finished what you set out to do. So the Purushartas provide a framework and then the awareness to look at the whole of life. From this perspective, we can see places that offer the greatest challenges and where we might get stuck and where we have the opportunity for the greatest growth. So there are four purusharthas, and each of these are tied to the others. So think of them as a web rather than just a checklist for life. And the first is dharma. You hear people talk about dharma a lot these days. So let's think of it as your purpose and your identity. And it's, it's an identity that can bring peace to your community. Think of it that way. It could be righteous and genuinely performed with good intention. And the idea is to fulfill your purpose so that in the process of life, you clear karmas and you're being of service to others and to the divine. So with dharma, people often think of it as their career or their work. And in that area, it's really easy to get stuck living someone else's view of what they think that should be. And often, I will think that's what it should be because of something I've picked up or uh, maybe been passed on to me in my heritage. But a broader perspective of dharma is that it's our duties in life based on our choices. It becomes our expression in life through the fulfillment of our responsibilities. We all have purpose. Just by coming on the planet. So, our job then is to allow it to unfold. Each of us fully stepping into our life is what has us recognize who we are and our purpose. It's the fire element in us. The next Purusharta is Arta, or it's our earthliness. It's the enjoyment of the material stuff, but then let's think of it also as rightful possession. It's the aim to have what we need in life, so we having enough to take care of our basic needs. It can alleviate desperation and gives us the opportunity to direct ourselves um, more fully into the expression of our life of who we are as spirit in the body. Could be freedom. Not everyone takes advantage of this. You don't need to turn away from material possessions, but the idea is not to be weighed down by them. Many people have put greater weight on this particular purushartha these days. It leads them to accumulating a lot of stuff, sometimes for the sake of greed and ego. Or it may be just feeling like more stuff surrounding you will make you feel more secure. And life gets pretty cluttered then. Non-attachment is the idea with Arta. It's to have some prosperity on the material plane so that we can have the resources that are needed. The third prushartha is kama. And this is the pleasures of life. And it comes through things like our socializing and our connections with other people and how we experience that. Pleasure is not a bad thing. Again, it's about being attached to it, trying to recreate it, and thinking it should be the only thing going on. An example is is cooking. You know, each situation is different. You might have slightly different ingredients, you have different humidity, you have different energy from yourself or the cook. All of these things make a difference. And so, you know, we can point ourselves in a direction, but we need not get attached to it being an exact way. Kama is really learning to be in the joy of our actions, moment by moment. It can be just plain pleasure-seeking, and that leads to emptiness. It leads us to what's called brag or attachment and addiction. And then we become stagnant and, and bitter and stale. So to enjoy is to be in the joy of life. We can decide to love life and recognize that it's a living process that involves connection and interdependency with people. We can even learn to love the things that feel uncomfortable because those experiences very often offer us the greatest possibility of transformation or growth. And when we transform, maybe the transformation itself doesn't feel good, but the afterwards feels good. The fourth purusharta, and the one that is the aim of all the others is moksha. Moksha is generally defined as liberation. And some people think of it as liberation from the body. And that's how I was originally taught. But perhaps it's more than that. Let's think of it as liberation in this life. To have the freedom to be your true self. To have a sense of security at your deepest soul level. Could be happiness. Think of it as freedom through the mastery of living. And that would mean walking through life, doing some things well, making some mistakes, learning from the mistakes, and then making some changes in the next steps of life, and then seeing what unfolds next. With moksha as the foundation of life, the other purashartas can make sense, and we can keep a depth of perspective in them. And it's the reason that we're engaged in those other purushartas. Take a look at your life. How are you moving toward moksha in dharma, artha, and kama? Let us know. We love to hear from you. Halipule.com Each of the purushartas can be in support of moksha. Dharma When you look at dharma through the lens of moksha, it becomes quite easy to make a decision about what you want to do in your life. Find something that's meaningful, that allows you to be of service in the way that you would like. And this is great because it burns up karmas. uh, It offers something beneficial to the world. And it feels good. Kama. You act for the greater good. Arta is all we need is our basic material needs taken care of. And if you do this with the foundation of moksha in mind, Arta is what makes us feel free enough to explore ourselves as eternal spirit. Allow yourself to have enough material support that will allow you to open up to this realization of your true self but not so much that you feel swallowed by it or consumed by it. Kama is the sweetness that's available in many, many moments of life. Experiencing pleasure reminds us of our source or the God of our hearts. Life isn't meant to be drudgery. Find simple ways to enjoy life. Simple sattvic activities, playing some music, or just spending some time with some friends. And that will allow you to experience kama, perhaps in a new way. There's one important key to learning to master the purushartas, and it's the proper use of the senses. Sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. Many people don't think much about them, but in yoga, we work with the senses to free our minds from the pains of attachment. Using our senses with restraint translates as don't follow the urges of the mind. When you turn away from eating a big piece of cake or watching a violent television show, you move toward yourself and into the present moment. I'll be talking more about the senses in next month's episode. For now, start to notice how misusing your senses can draw you away from moksha. When not used properly, your senses will lead you to make all kinds of decisions that lead you to, um, to be more attached to the body and to, and to become attached to your mind. But when your senses are used with great discretion and they're engaged uh, along with your connection to your innermost self, then you can know some freedom that comes from being a spirit that's enjoying a human experience. Everything doesn't become a big deal. You know, I I had a great... uh, message from my mother after she passed, which was, don't sweat the small stuff. A few thoughts about goals. Our culture teaches us to look outward for signs of success. We're told to set goals and use our self-will to reach them. And this is a kind of bulldozer approach, and it might hurt us and sometimes others in the process. Dharma, Arta, and Kama can all be approached like this, but that kind of approach is not going to lead to moksha. So use techniques that are appropriate to your constitution and your current state of balance that feel right to you, to support you, to keep moksha in mind as the foundation of living. Mantra, mudra, pranayama, meditation, these are all things that will provide great support to set you up for optimal experiences each day. The practices would ideally be given to you according to your constitution and your current state of balance. And let us know if you'd like some support in these areas. Discipline or the regular practice of something is also important with these practices. And when they're directed inward toward our greater spiritual realization, then it really brings great rewards. Rather than striving to pursue your dharma and accumulate artha and enjoy kama, release your grip on what you think it ought to be. Let your path unfold with ease Accept and work with each step as it comes. And the practices will support you in this. Conscious living on a spiritual path requires determination, persistence, focus, and courage. And this is from the texts. All of that leads to an awakening, perhaps many awakenings. And this is what moksha is about it's not the finish line. It's a way of living in the flow of life and experiencing the freedom you're meant to enjoy. We love to hear from you, so send us your thoughts and questions and we will respond. Thanks for listening. As a reminder, we offer trainings and consultations that can guide you along your journey to health. If you're ready to take the next step, visit halepule.com. That's H A L E P U L E. Com. For daily inspiration and to learn more about what we do, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.